Hi, I'm John. Hi, I'm Hannah. And welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries. Okay, so we know it's been a while since we last put out an episode, but in this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about a recent LARP event called The Gathering. Okay, so I didn't actually go to this event myself, because most of the group that I belong to in the system weren't going. But Hannah, you went to it along with a number of friends of Mm -hmm. ours. So, tell us about the event. So, I should probably start by talking about the LT system. That's the Lorien Trust system. Yeah. Which John and I have been going to since before we were married, so... Since God was a boy! I think this was our 17th year since we first did an event, but I'm not entirely sure. We missed a year here. Is it really that long? I think so. 2004 was our first event, I think. I thought it was 2005, but yeah, it is a long while. I never even considered it. The the Greater Dre Intent disaster, that was 2008. Yeah, 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 no, you're right. Yeah, it's been a long time. So... Obviously, when we go to these events, it's people that we've known for years and years. Mm-hmm. We've all sort of got our little groups of friends that we see while we're there, and you go around and you try and like catch up with people, and maybe they're playing a new character, and you have to like find an excuse to meet their character. Yeah, I, I believe. Um, so obviously, Hannah's going to go into the system in a bit more detail in a minute. But I believe the LT is what's sort of informally known as like a sort of fast system or a festival mm-hmm. system, where it's a little bit more informal, but a bit more social as well. Yeah. So you know, because obviously, LARP covers a whole like spectrum <laughs> of things from like the super detailed, like intense role play down to just people wanting to turn up and have a few drinks, meet with their friends, mm-hmm. and have a fight. I think LT is somewhere in the middle. You know, there is it plot, is. but you can just relax and socialise. Um, I think this year in particular, it was a lot, lot more of a relaxed system simply because we'd missed a year and everyone just wanted to see their mates it wasn't massive like intense hardcore role play as far as i'm concerned if you want to do that you can fuck off to a met game (laughs) i mean uh, we've also got to say as well that so that the Lorian Trust have taken this opportunity of the year gap to basically bring in the next version of their role. So mm-hmm. now I've not I've not tried them, although I've read some bits of them. But I'm sure that probably had an effect on like people so, getting used to the rules and whatnot. Yeah, um, I think because there were two events this year. The first was the Moot. I did go to that with one of my group we were calling ourselves like the advanced scout to make sure it's safe to go um and yeah a lot of things have changed just a little bit but in ways that you don't really notice once you play in the game okay um for example instead of having power cards which people used to complain about litter from power cards but i used to do litter picking and it really wasn't a problem but the the power cards you'd have to tear a card each time you used a point of magic now instead we have a single sheet yeah, it's like a tick sheet isn't it yeah so very much it's an honor system now i've got to admit to be fair i mean I- i'm normally a little bit probably more critical than hannah i think it's fair to say of like the larp systems we go to but i've got to say in terms of like you know wanting to have less waste, waste paper and less mass i mean like i say it wasn't a massive massive problem but fair play to him so i i for many years have spent at least three or four hours of one event of each year litter picking it's like a zen thing that i go and do when it's too hot to put my character's costume on the the spell cards really were not a problem but anyway 
Yeah, Hannah likes to get herself centred, light some scented oh. candles, oh. put on a goblin mask, go out and pick up some litter. It's all very zen, very calming. And because you can't see this, she's quite rightfully sticking her middle finger up at me. So, yeah, on to this year's gathering, which was really, really weird for many, many reasons. But I'm going to start with the bleakest one, yeah, which was also the first thing that happened. Now, normally you get to the gates at LT and you start seeing some of your friends in the queue and everybody's like hugging and chatting and everybody's like high as a kite, million miles an hour because you're finally in the field, you're at LT and you've just got to get through this queue and off you go. But this year, the first thing that happened was one of my friends came up to me and told me that another one of our friends had real world died literally the night before the event like he'd packed to come to the event yeah and then gone to sleep and not woken up it, it was incredibly bleak because uh, I, I was there for this bit because obviously i'd driven yeah. hannah and our friend dave down with their kit on whilst i was waiting with them in the queue so you know they could get signed in and pay and whatever and we could take their stuff over to the camp like i say another friend of ours came running up to us with this extremely sort of unfortunate and sad news and yeah we obviously we then still had to queue up and get our tickets and yeah other people were arriving and sharing this news with each other as so people got there. Yeah. And by the time we'd got down to the Unicorns camp, which the Unicorns is my faction, John's in a different faction. The hearts go there's, out here. There's ten factions in the Lorian Trust and each of them is effectively a country, although some of them are more alliances of several countries and yes. it gets a bit complicated get, when you're get, talking fantasy wobbly doesn't it around the yeah. edges but but effectively you've got 10 countries yeah so unicorns camp by the time we'd got there everybody knew what was going on they'd already made sure that our group were being well looked after um shuggy the guy that died yeah uh had one other member of his group had intended to come to the gathering he'd arrived and he was like i'm on my own and i'm like no you're not you're part of squad d don't be stupid squad d is hannah's group squad d is my group um but yeah we did our best to look after him for the weekend and he did his best to look after us because Shuggy spent a lot of time with us yeah, yeah. um when it gets to like 3am and all the bards had gone to sleep me and Shuggy would both still be awake and we'd wander about the camp again sometimes we'd do some litter picking um, probably a bit of drinking as well <laughs> I'm not saying there wasn't drinking involved there was always drinking involved it's the Lorian Trust I'm not, I'm not saying Hammer's <laughs> a bit of a blue wicked monster but the truth points to itself as the same Babylon fun I'm really not that bad. I get through maybe six of the big bottles at a mainline event. Mm. All right, that's six bottles in a weekend, but... Like you say, certainly, without getting too much detail, certainly for me and Hannah, these events are our holidays. So you know what I mean? And it's holidays with, like, people that we've been going on these holidays with for nearly 20 years, in many cases. And this event in particular, we had the Angels of Death on one side of us, the Badgers on the other side of us. So we we were all well in and well looking after each other. 
it was just sorry it's just tickled me with you saying that i've just now sort of like envisioned like lt as like you know the old family holidays where like a group of families go on holiday with like a bit of yeah, role playing yeah. thrown in for like good measure yeah, it, like the it, activities it's butlins for nerds <laughs> yeah, I, love, I, love I love it, it. <laughs> i love it that's tickled me that's love it. <laughs> it, it is proper butlins for nerds i said they should put that on the advertisements <laughs> but lt butlins for nerds <laughs> But, yeah, it's also, like, the little badges who, when we started going, were all knee-high. They're all adult role-players now, and they're all, like, playing proper characters, coming in and having a chat to old Granny Mortar. Yeah, I should point out... Trying to get some deals done. When Hannah says little badges, she means, like children in the group the badgers we're not sort of like going around scouting for local wildlife or anything like that Um, so again it was a weird atmosphere for uh, a lot of reasons it always is a weird atmosphere but in particular because this awful thing had happened like right at the start of the event yeah and it took us all a couple of days to process it in various ways um the other dark thing that i want to talk about is the lion's ritual okay so the lorian trust system a large part of getting good magical items or getting good um builds for your character without going into too much detail of the system and how it works because you can go to their web page and look at that the bit you need to know is that it often involves a ritual and there are very specific rules about rituals yeah and john if there's one thing you know about rituals what is it it has to be a certain length of time. I can't remember what that is, but like, if basically, if you go over it, like bad things happen. So everybody knows this. It's the thing that if an entire ritual group dies, they've died because the ritual went over time, or they've asked for too much stuff. Mm, they rarely all get killed for asking for too much stuff. Very rarely. The reason that that particular thing is treated so harshly within the game system is a very good one. It's about five minutes to process people going into the ritual circle. Yeah. It takes about five more minutes to set up once you've done that. You then get ten minutes to do your ritual, giving them ten minutes to judge your ritual before they get the next group in. So if you'd use... 18 Hmm. minutes for your ritual that gives them two minutes to decide yeah they went eight minutes over time kill them all next group's waiting yeah and but basically rituals are almost like a little sort of like improv like story thing yeah where you basically have to say like this is what we want out of the ritual here's all the background information we've got that tells us we can do this and you do like a little story of Mm -hmm. like how the subject of the ritual is gaining whatever ability or whatever they can gain so yeah there's a lot of sympathetic magic or we're going to use this fire elemental to make a flaming sword we're going to use this thing to make that thing yeah or we're going to use the knowledge of this character to make this thing or we're going to use the power of this thing to improve this character yeah um a lot of it's just you have to have certain things represented and then how you tell the story how you use the 10 minutes to say that hey we're representing this this and this and we want one of these that's entirely up to your group some people yes. do songs uh one of the best ones i've ever seen was a puppet show well that was the one that i'll um, replace twig splitter did wasn't yeah, it yeah tw- twig splitter um i have no memory of the story of the puppet show just that it looked amazing and it was full of jokes um 
you get points for audience reaction you get points for other stuff yeah i mean i think what hannah was saying earlier about you know there's very good reasons why you get penalized if they overrun that's absolutely true because now i've never played a ritualist or anything like that (laughs) but when i was thinking about it i did go around with like someone who was like been into that game heavy and i know hannah's far more diplomatic than me but it is an absolute ball ache going around yeah getting so everyone organized a ritual requires usually five to ten people you yeah. can technically have up to 16 in the ritual circle you're not going to get good points if there's only one person in that ritual circle yeah and if but, effectively the, the way it works is you have to have like your ritualist who has like a certain skill that means they're a ritualist then you need a certain amount of power let's call it ritual power to be able to uh, accomplish certain effects and there'll be people who can't cast rituals on their own but they have this skill called contribute where they can just like boost up the power level of ritual now i've got that skill mm-hmm. but it's so difficult trying to organize everyone and get everything well, sorted. this was what i was about to get to so you've got to get four to ten people yeah who are all on their holiday <laughs> yeah organize them to arrive in time to rehearse that ritual which you do have these strict time limits on and generally speaking you want 8 to 12 minutes you want to be as close to that 10 as you can but a minute either way isn't going to really cause any harm when you get to three or four minutes either way that's when you start having problems you've got to get them to do the rehearsal then you've got to get them back to the ritual circle you've got to assume all of them have got the actual stats on their character sheet that you thought they'd got um so that you have got the things represented that you needed now that's been slightly retconned but it doesn't matter anyway our group's doing our little ritual rehearsal, okay. waiting for the lions to finish. The lions didn't get started on time, I don't think. Okay. And I suddenly realise, oh, I've not got my character card. Classic, awful contributor. I run back to our camp. I pick up my character card. I come back. The lions are still doing their ritual. Whew, I yeah, think. Oh, they're all brown. That didn't them. take me quite as long as I thought. Oh, I need a wee. So I run out to the portaloos thinking, oh, I'll be able to just like tack on the back of our queue as, as we're going into the circle. It'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. Come back and the lines are still going. Oh. And I'm like, okay, that, that's got to be at least 12 minutes and they don't look to be winding down anytime soon. So I go and start organising our ritual group to be a triage team because the people in that ritual circle are going to die. That's right. A couple of people in the Lions have had the same thought to me and have started organising some of their people. Get them healers on the ready. Now, I didn't know this because I'd entirely lost track of what was going on with the diplomacy stuff in-game at the time, but apparently uh, because the dragons and vipers were threatening to go to war, that meant the unicorns and the lions weren't technically allies, but we weren't Mm -hmm. technically enemies either. But anyway i didn't know any of that at the time i'm just somebody who's experienced at doing rituals at lt who can see a ritual group that's about to drop dead yep so the time freezes as the uh, ritual ends and of course everybody's disappeared we go to start trying to check the circle try and help 
and there's one particular role player who I'm not going to name who gets very much up in my face shouting at me about uh, don't you dare touch the property of my possibly dead friend which rather irked me bearing in mind the real world stuff that was going on in like over that weekend um should have used the ancient magic charm to ward her off by shouting out the words fuck off to be honest if i'd not been so upset out of character yeah i probably would have done yeah yeah but it was not the time or place for that as far as i could tell um so that person disappeared off along with most of the rest of the lions leaving the unicorns Standing by the ritual circle, which we couldn't use until their dead bodies had reappeared. Uh, waiting for the lion's corpses to drop. Then it's time to make with the looting. Alright. No, you see, what we did when four of them dropped in was immediately pull them out of the ritual circle. Attempt to heal. Well, they were which dead. They, they, were, they were long gone. Yeah. There was no way we were saving them. They'd done a double length ritual uh, yeah um as i say there's reasons why the time limits are so strict and it's because otherwise you end up with three less rituals a day and so we're attempting to help these corpses there's a thing in the lt i don't know whether you'd say it's part of the rule system or part of the background but your pattern, your existence, your soul, your essence, whatever, can be dedicated to a particular ancestor or can be destroyed or can be stolen by another ancestor. When faced with a dead body, it's generally considered polite to attempt to get their pattern dedicated to their ancestor or at least an ally of their ancestor. Yeah, basically making sure their soul goes where it would have wanted to go. So, yeah, we, we shout around, are there any lions about that want to claim this body? I'm glad you knew that was the sound effect that was required there, Chuck. It's all good. We haven't rehearsed this or anything. I wasn't even at the event. And, and I know what what went down, but and th- this is just from having like been in that faction previously, yep. both of us. But anyway, um, we I as somebody who my character used to live in the Lions Lands when she was very young. She's now an old granny and she's an immigrant in a different nation. But knowing what I do know of the Lions, know that it would be considered polite to get these bodies dedicated to a Lions ancestor as soon as possible. The guy in our ritual group who's capable of doing that starts asking me what ancestors to dedicate them to. I've no idea who these guys are. I've never met them before, in character or out. So, I say, the Blue Kraken of Lantia, which is a lion's ancestor, it's not a particularly popular one. It's his ancestor of chaos, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, however, it is a lion's ancestor, which is the point I was making. Um, I, I think I threatened to chin the guy if he didn't send him to a Lantian ancestor. Uh, so we're trying to do this right, which is really just about making sure that the player whose character's just died is okay and isn't too upset about it. whatever. At which point, that same person comes back in and starts telling us off for interfering with the dead bodies of their friends. Should and- just stab them. <laughs> 
again, had I not been a bit sort of withdrawn that weekend, I probably would have done. But anyway. There's, there's nothing better than someone coming over and being like, blah, 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 blah. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, that's that argument, don't we? But yeah, um, that particular person made no effort to speak to me out of character at any point over that weekend, in spite of the fact that they very much had a go at me in character for no good reason. And it's just role playing, man. Well, this is something that I would like to sort of say if you're doing LARP particularly, but any game where you're doing this very intense stuff, because that, that person knew what was going on in the unicorns that weekend, and they knew that our ritual group that was waiting to come in was a unicorns ritual group. There was a good chance that the person they just got in the face of was close with the guy that real world died. And I'm disappointed with them that they didn't <sighs> attempt some Damn, disappointment. Some aftercare in this. Every time I have got up in somebody's face in character, the minute time out hit, I've been down to their camp, looked for them out of character, and made sure that they're okay, that I haven't upset them, and usually given them a drink and thanked them for the good role play. No, I entirely agree with you, and it's it's, it, it's something I often talk about in like tabletop, where you know, like I'm very scathing about people who use the whole like, oh, well, it's what my character would do, and I'm like, yeah, that that's fine, but you choose what your character chooses to do, mm-hmm. and you can role play your character without being a dick. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it's very different, as we've said when we talk about tabletop. But like, if you're role playing with a group of people, you know, you know what they can handle. You're used to it. That's great. But like, when it's like a convention game, or if you're at a LARP environment where you don't know all the people, mm-hmm. I, it, even though I love getting into my role play and like, you know, me and Dave, we've had loads of arguments like in character and be like <laughs> proper up in each other's grill. But because we know each other, we know we can take it. Yeah. But if it's someone I didn't know very, very well, I just tone it down a bit. I can still get the essentials across without being a yeah and i mean one of the reasons that we left the lions faction was because we didn't like how intense people got into the role-playing morning of characters certainly it was for me um because yeah especially with like bards groups it's fun to write a song about a character that just died i'm guessing all of the bards apart from me that i know at least a third of their songs are about Here's my mate, and they're dead, and I'm really miserable about it. One way or another. You're auditioning to be in the Smiths or something? That's... I, I don't think I've got any bard songs like that, but I'm an exception to the rule. Um... Thing is, I, I, but, I find yeah. this like particularly sort of odd because, like, certainly in tabletop, I, I play a lot of like old school games. Like in my last session, they lost one of their long time henchmen, mm-hmm. and like when you lose like a character in that, it's very much like you bury them, you say a few words over the body, you move on with the game. So like p- people almost seeming to like revel in this opportunity, be like, oh my god, somebody, died. yeah, that character's gone. Let me compose a six hour epic to tell about deeds and tragic death i'm so oh geez that that doesn't sound like a fun holiday to me damn yeah i mean it, it's the same reason that i don't really like playing the world of darkness games that sort of tragic misery stuff isn't fun for me and well, i don't understand why it's fun for other well, people we should take it wrong i love the, um, I love the yeah. world of darkness 
because like you know if you're playing a world of darkness game it's in the tile you're getting into some like misery <laughs> porn basically but um if i'm like oh i'm going to like a light-hearted like larp system it's my, it's my only it's a butlin it's for nerds yeah, it's one of my only two holidays this year or whatever and i'm getting to see all my mates i've not seen them for a couple of years we're gonna have a few drinks and do some role play and a bit of banter and it's gonna be great and then like people are like well yes we were gonna do that but i've got to spend five hours plumbing the depths of in character anguish because someone's character has died never mind the fact that they've already regen a new one and they've been playing it for three hours and they're happy as larry i've got to mourn them <sighs> oh now come on they wouldn't have let the player go off and gen a new character they'd have to keep the body around for hours and hours and hours so that I'm person just, just lies around getting more and more cold and miserable that, that doesn't happen to me man when i hang around hang around about half an hour and then i'm like if anyone needs to know like my body's still there peace and i'm off so yeah when we created our green skin group we made it so that we would instantly like as soon as we knew someone was dead eat as much of them as possible and throw the rest in, in the, the fire <laughs> yeah because the, well the, the, the ethos of the the, the squad d group was uh, very much like well we know that the soul or the pattern in this case exists we know it moves on as soon as you die so the body's just a body Neat. you know you don't need yum, to yum. treat it with any particular relevance like say it's just like um, you know lo- lo- almost like an animal where like if there's another dead animal they just eat it they don't regard it as like an animal it's just meat so yeah we we sort of like created it to get round that well like, when when one of our characters died as many of mine died when i was in the group we just like move on and then like the person can bounce straight back in and you just get on with enjoying mm-hmm. the rest of your event i mean it's already like sometimes it's all, it can be a bit a little bit annoying you know like when your character dies or whatever if it's for something stupid but there's there's nothing worse than like i mean don't worry it's great if people are like oh we want to say a few words Honestly, over you yeah that's cracking but there's nothing worse than having it dragged out when you're like look can i just move on and like get on with someone like <laughs> Yeah, and particularly when there's like... I mean, it's the 2021 event. There were a lot of players lost since the last event. Yeah, and like real life lost. Yeah, people that are never coming back won't ever be able to come back. Yeah, dark as fuck, lad. Yeah, I think it just particularly irked me this time to see them straight back into revelling in and that when i find it so distasteful yeah but anyway on to the good bits of the event (laughs) (sighs) so this year was unicorns election year um normally it runs in line with a certain other election cycle you newfangled unicorns you need to get yourself a monarchy that's what you so, so we've never had any te- problems in the hearts with a monarchy technically speaking <laughs> the unicorns is a monarchy it's just that the king's dead and has been for a very long time and if anybody claims to be the king's successor they also die very very quickly that is a cool plot thing I'm not, I'm not gonna lie that is a nice bit of background I always enjoyed that when I was in the unicorns so the lord unicorn is elected by the people and Tabitha was the last one, wasn't she? Tabitha was the last Lord Unicorn. Shout out to Tabitha. I'm sure she probably doesn't listen to this, but there no. you go. Quality character. Um, the current election candidates were Thornwood, who is a knight of the Everwood. I think he's an elf. He might be a fae. I'm pretty sure he's a plant creature. Oh, is he? All right. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's some sort of woodsy knight type. Um, Carrion, who is a chaos demon of some sort. Yeah, boy. Tabby, 
who is a cat beast kid, I believe. Uh, also a red cap by marriage. Yeah! <laughs> Get them red caps on. And uh, had just served four years as Lord Unicorn. Moore, who is, an, or was, an undead villain who joined the elections on the grounds that uh, he was going to try and take over legally since he hadn't been able to attack, like take over by force. That's so good, I love that. And then Squad D decided to enter Granny Mortar, which is my character. So, old greenskin grandma. Show them your whippersnappers how it's done. Uh, I campaigned on three promises. Promise number one equal seating for all mostly because the unicorn's throne is so damn uncomfortable but I said because I wouldn't be able to provide a throne for everyone I'd sit on the grass with everyone else nice Uh, promise number two was wealth redistribution I was going to confiscate everybody's lammies and share them out so everyone had got one they could use you might want to explain what a lammy is Uh, a lammy is the name for a card which goes onto any magic item or um, things you can create in character. Yeah, it's a little laminated card with like the powers and whatever on it, hence Lammy, laminated card. Yeah, they're about the size of a credit card and they have the stats of it and some secret codes, but yeah, I I was going to confiscate everybody's magic items and redistribute them so everyone had got something, which obviously immediately lost me the vote of like the oldest group in the faction. Power players. Yeah, because they'd been going for ages and they'd got loads and loads of stuff. But because there were so many new groups who hadn't had a sniff of anything shiny, uh, I think it also won me quite a few votes in that area. And what was the third promise? Oh, uh, freedom of information, i.e. I can shout loud enough in the... i.e. I can shout loud enough in the muster that everybody can hear me. Muster being like the little meetings that they have to fill you in on what's going on with the story and game. We did the elections, I believe the vote took place on the Saturday and then the counting took place on Sunday through to Monday. Uh, and it was quite cool, like on Saturday night, the first couple of areas came in and some of them had voted for the undead guy. And it was like, oh, have we tipped the balance between these and these? Um, have we split the vote and let him get in and then the next day he tried to come into the unicorns faction and we decided that if we let him in we'd have to let him like wander about and talk to people so they just sort of all grouped up and murdered him at the gates that, that'll discount <laughs> you from the vote I, I was not involved in this i just heard about it when i got back from the monster room i understand <laughs> you weren't involved in it of course i was of course. asked if i would like to take out carrion or thornwood but i was like no i'm good working for either of them as long as more doesn't get in i'm cool the election sort of dripped out over the next day or so and there was some debate as to what would happen if more got in now we've been destroyed and it was concluded that we'd probably just have a recount right um i'm not entirely sure what happened now in the meantime granny mortar in fact, it was, sorry, during the voting, rather, Granny Mortar, a uh, socialist boss that she is, 
for many years there has been an element of the LT system called awakening where if you are of one of the non-human species you can be involved in a magic rite which was quite difficult to get hold of now it's a piece of piss called the awakening rite where um, you 10 minutes with a magic stone and you get access to a new skills list which includes some very nice skills yeah and it's tailored to be like special to your particular like race like elf dwarf yeah or whatever so the year that we created squad d was the year this particular um rule was brought in played these green skin characters through like the whole of this thing happening and as i say previously you needed a magic stone when i say a magic stone i mean a particular magic stone it had to be the green skin stone to awaken a green skin it had to be the bee skin stone to awaken bee skin yeah and so on and so forth. squad d had originally organized all the green skins on the field um, with the help of the 4th Battalion and King Twig Splitter. have to mention them because they were instrumental, as was, of course, Dai Murasaki. Got to get them green skin and all <laughs> shout-outs now. <laughs> um, but various green skins teamed up, got the green skin stone working really well, better than anybody else's stone, very quickly, by effectively forming a green skins union. The one rule of the union was... Don't slot other union members in the back. Chin them in the face instead. And it's a great rule to live by. Unless you're an assassin. No, no. If you, in which case if, you're probably not a greenskin, to be fair. Yeah, there, there's not that many greenskin assassins. But also, uh, that's assassin business. If somebody's willing to pay you 20 gold to slot me, then fair enough, you've earned your 20 gold if you can slot me, because I've got to be a pretty badass for somebody to be willing to pay that 20 gold. And people what choose I would to pay ask, me with food. What I would ask of other union members would be that they up their price a bit and make sure they get the money's worth out of it if they're going to kill me. Um, but yeah, the Greenskins Union, having noticed a certain element of the new rule system realise we don't need that stone to awaken people anymore. Anyone that's already awakened, like nearly all of us that have been playing for more than a year, we can awaken as many people as we like. There's no power cost for it. It's not a difficult thing to do. All you have to do is say the words, by my power and awakening right over the space of 10 minutes. Nice. You can add as much or as little else into that as you need. Yeah, rub a bit of funk on it. Now, if there's two of you doing this, it only takes nine minutes. Ooh. If there's three of you, it only takes eight minutes, and so on until you get it down to one minute. One minute's the shortest it can be. Okay, so you've got a rock ton of people. So, we had organised, advertised on Facebook that about three hours after the event started, we would have a mass awakening party for the union at the bar. And this resulted in sort of about 30, 40 greenskins trickling into the unicorns where they knew Squad D were before the party started. We all stomped down singing the union member song that Dai Murasaki wrote, which is a filk of the Blackleg Miner. I have no idea if that album's still available, but if it is, I'll make sure... It'll be on YouTube somewhere. We'll put a link down below. I don't think it is, because I bug him about putting it on YouTube every year. I meant the original will be on. Oh, Blackleg Miner will be on YouTube somewhere, yeah. Um, But ours is about being a green skin. 
Yeah. And <laughs> just to explain, in case anyone knows, I believe a filk's like taking an existing tune but like changing the lyrics. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll walk down singing that song. More greenskins sort of wander over as we're walking down. We've got the big union banner, seeing all these people who many of them I'd never met, but because we've been doing this union thing for years and years, they all knew what to look for and they all knew where to go. People had like, if they weren't a greenskin themselves, had still told greenskins in their faction to go down for that so i think we ended up with about 50 people total which is quite a lot of ltas to organize for anything other than a main battle yeah um we all did this mass awakening right it was utter chaos complete and total chaos very appropriate (laughs) because yeah the greenskins are mostly chaos worshippers we complete this right and then walk down to the queue at the what is it they call it the games operations desk or god or games control it was just glorious to see like there's these two guys in elf outfits at the front of the queue not much else going on in there and i'm quite tall so i walk quite quick i got down there right as the other greens started filing in and I got to see this enormous queue of green skins all file up to effectively the GM's desk to get their new skill sets. Nice. (laughs) And having all the people that had done the awakenings standing off at one side and just like each person that they'd awakened holding up a hand and going, yeah, that's one of mine. Yeah, that one's for me. Um, it was just really fun to see it done. It was also really nice that because I'd given the plot team the heads up that we were intending to do it, someone at Games Control had had the foresight to print out an extra 10 or 20 copies of each of the skill set sheets oh, that's that were cool. needed so that there wasn't even any weight for that part. And they're like, we, we knew someone was going to do it under the new rule system. We weren't expecting quite this many on the first night but fair play so that was really good fun um and then obviously i think having organized that contributed to me getting a few more votes in the unicorn election in the end uh tabby the previous lord unicorn and thornwood finished with three districts each more finished with four but they were recounted and i think we got one each of the other four uh me and carrion were neck and neck right up until the end and i should point out that we all knew carrion was going to win uh out of character it had been decided some time ago but it's rare that one of the player entries even does like a close run with this yeah um i'm completely not sure how it gets organised. I do know quite a few people who came up and told me they voted for me, but they may have just said that to everyone that votes that like, was on the list. Um, so, yeah, Carrion won the election. Uh, Granny Mortar was appointed as Herald, so I still get to uphold you get to shout. Uh, part three of my campaign promises, um, and it means I can sit where I like. <laughs> um, all in all, yeah, it was a great event. It always is. 
and I'm so glad I got to do it again. Good. I can't wait to get back next year. Well, I think that's probably it for our episode. Oh, grief, I've chopped on for three quarters of an hour. That's all right, you, you're very... Oh, pa- have very... fun editing this. That's all right, you're very passionate about your lot, we understand. But like I say, that's it for this episode. If you're interested in finding out more about like The Gathering and Lorraine Trust, we'll put links in the description and all of that malarkey. If you want to get in touch with us, you know, maybe leave us a message, maybe get played in a future episode, you can do that in a few different ways. You can leave us a voicemail on SpeakPipe, there's a link in the description down below. Or you could, if you can't manage to do that, right, some people have had problems with that site, you can leave us a voicemail message on our old Anchor account. Again, link down below. Or you could just send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. Until we see you again, take care, stay safe, and whenever you're playing, have fun. Bye. So, there's this bloke walks into a pub with a two-inch unicorn. Oh, that's not a euphemism. They get a pint each. They start chopsing. They get another pint each. They start arguing. They get a third pint each. They get into a fist fight. They get a fourth pint each and they're crying on each other's shoulders. They get a fifth pint each. And the unicorn passes out, slides down his chair onto the floor. The bloke gets up, starts to walk away, and the barman says, Yeah, you're not leaving that lion there. And the bloke says, It's not a lion, it's a unicorn. I, I, love, I love the fact that you were saying, I can't believe I've talked for 45 minutes, and then you t- spend two minutes at the end telling a dad joke. Shuggy's joke. That's true, we did like that joke. Bless, bless him and his big drunken silver bonds. <laughs>